Welcome on in lacrosse fans and sports bettors alike. How we doing? It is time for episode four of the bet on lacrosse show. Dan Newbert, your host here at newbie talks on Twitter joined as always the co-host with that co-most it's Dougie fresh, Doug Greenberg, get him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg, Douglas, man, you're looking good. How are you feeling brother? Thanks, man. Uh, I am feeling good. I was just on the West Coast, but I am uh, back here in Chicago now, and I'm ready to win some more money, maybe lose a little money, but mostly win money, uh, <laughs> betting on this stuff. Uh, we're, we're in for another good weekend coming up, right? Well, I will say I have a little bit of extra money in my pocket, thanks to you. We'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. Producing the show, as always, God damn, do you look good. Looks so fresh. Man, I took uh, Doug's extra money opportunity, and now I'm, you know, I'm living at the beach in a tropical paradise. No, I wish I did take uh, Doug's extra money opportunity bet. I did not. I did make a little bit of money this weekend, but um, just on vacation. So, but happy to again be back on the show and producing it for you guys. And he's got the the sunglasses. He's, he, we we win a couple bets, and then Hutton's like, "Oh, I got to come back and get get it straight from the horse's mouth instead of listening back while we edit." Well, we're happy to have you with us, brother, and uh, always appreciate the insight that you give us. You can always check out Hutton every week as well on Pro Lacrosse Talk, one of my favorite podcasts to get uh, all the information for what's going on in professional lacrosse. When you want all the information on what's going on in the betting world, you're coming to the right place. As we head on into week four for the Premier Lacrosse League, and it's been fun so far. And Doug, honestly, I think the more weeks we have behind us, the better it just gives us opportunities to look at maybe what some trends are, you know, maybe take some of the preconceived notions we had coming in and throw them by the wayside <coughs> Atlas haters. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think as we continue to move forward here as sports betters, having more data, as you know, from right, writing the rundown on a daily basis, the more data you have, the better. And we're finally getting some of that as we move through this lacrosse season. Yeah, man, that's, that is for sure. And, you know, you can uh, come straight at me for the Atlas hater stuff. Yeah, like I, I was absolutely an Atlas hater coming into this year. Um, but, you know, they I guess I didn't take enough into account uh, the, the kind of good stuff that they had going on. Um, obviously, the young talent, um, this guy named Jeff Teat, I guess, is pretty good. Um, yeah, that guy, whoever that you is. You know, he's okay. But um, no, I, you know, we, we've definitely gotten a better view for how each of these teams work. Um, now that we're, you know, three weeks into the season, three, three weeks, four weeks into the season, but three weeks really, because yep. whatever, there was a bye week and all that stuff. Um, but no, we, we have a much better idea of, of kind of how this all works now. Well, and we're even seeing some of the futures markets changing. We'll get into some of our takeaways, obviously, in week three. But a uh, huge takeaway for me right away is, you know, you log on, whichever book that you're using, DraftKings usually is the quickest to get some of these lines up. And uh, we now have a new favorite, probably to the surprise of no one, to win the ship. Archers now the favorite at plus 190. The Whips are now at plus 200 to win the championship after they lose their first game in two years. Uh, you know, I'll start with you, Doug, and I'll give some of my thoughts. Uh, week three, 
what is it? The, the week of parody, the, the week of the underdogs, because it was a rough week to be a favorite. As you heard from Hutton Jackson and our wager woes as favorites were rough straight up. They were definitely rough against the spread archers, the only favorite to cover, but um, you know, that, that speaks to the sport of lacrosse. What we saw this past weekend with so many underdogs and bigger underdogs, not only covering spreads, but winning outright, but uh, takeaway for me from week has to be the parody in this league and the talent in this league oh my god are we spoiled as lacrosse fans yeah I mean and I don't think there was ever really any question about that like we every week we kind of talk about it how that because this is such a new upstart league and um they there's only eight teams and there's uh it's it's just such a it, it basically take all of the talent pool and especially now that MLL is not even competing and you know they were able to get Lyle in the fold among a whole bunch of other people the parity is just is just unmatched at this point and and looking at the futures odds you know it's it's very interesting to see somebody finally unseat whips and it might be a legitimate you know unseating per se because the only thing that can seems to be able to take down whip snakes is injuries and and you know this happens this happens with every great franchise in sports like every so often they just can't keep up with uh the keep keep their players healthy i guess and as we're now starting to see with whips um injuries to zed williams last week which may keep him out long term we're not sure at this point and now there's apparently an injury you know to matt rambo um there's the the general chatter we don't know for sure but the general chatter is that he's not going to be able to go this week and potentially for a couple weeks into the future again maybe that's maybe that's the one thing that could take down whip snakes but you know, maybe maybe we see this week if they lose one and then maybe the, the time would actually be to take them on the future uh, in a couple of weeks because, you know, once those injuries get passed, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. Obviously, they're going to uh, and I'm sure they'll do quite well in the playoffs if they got Zed and and Rambo at full health. So uh, I think if you're looking for some value on the whips, don't do it now, but maybe wait a couple of weeks and see what happens. Yeah, I think great points, as always, out of Dougie Fresh there. And uh, we're about to run down and let you know uh, what we're looking at as far as ATS records, because some of these teams who, you know, maybe as you're looking at the power rankings aren't as high, when you look at how they're doing against the spread, it tells quite the different story. Uh, Before we do get to that, Hutton, any main takeaways for you of what we saw in Baltimore, either from a betting perspective or just, you know, the, uh, the professional lacrosse perspective as well? Yeah, no, I, I think obviously Jeff Teat's debut was awesome to see. I thought he played really well actually still on Friday despite only having two assists. And then obviously he just went off in that seven-goal effort. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I, you know, I thought it was a good weekend. I think the Chromes win over the Whips told me a little bit more about the Chrome than it did the Whips. Um, you know, obviously injuries I think had you know part to play in why the Whips weren't able to uh, win that game. But the Chrome really put a beat down on them. You know, they put the pedal to the metal and they never looked back. Um, and despite them having injuries themselves, I know Tim Sudan said, you know, someone asked him, what's it like to beat a whips team without Zed and Rambo? And he's like, it's probably the same that, you know, play a Chrome team without Randy Stotts and Jordan Wolf. So, you know, there, there's some injuries there too. Um, but I thought, um, the Chrome, you know, looked like the team that we saw them last year, um, start to come into their own. Obviously they, they lost to the chaos, um, in that playoff matchup, but I, I still might be getting back on the, the Chrome back bandwagon a little bit here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick them this weekend, but um, I honestly think they could be one of the better teams than some of these other teams that maybe have a better record than them. Um, again, we're going to have to see them, you know, take on a, a, some teams at full effort and they get a back-to-back this weekend. So, you know, it might be a tough test playing both the archers 
um, and then the Atlas, you know, on short rest. But um, they're a team that I'm still kind of, you know, not sure what to make of them just yet. Well, I think we'll find out a lot on Friday night. And before we put a little wrap on week three, uh, we do have to do at least a little bit of bragging. My best bet, uh, not even a bit of a sweat, as we go over 20 and a half in a game that saw 35 points scored between uh, the uh, the Cannons uh, taking on Atlas. Uh, easy, easy money in that one. So always love when we can get you some winners. And Doug, you have a little bit to brag about across my Zoom screen here oh, too, man. brother. EMO's cash and tickets, man. Tell the folks. Yeah. Uh, if, if you didn't follow along, you haven't been following along the last couple of weeks. Uh, I had this fun little game I like to play where I was a masochist and I tried taking chaos every week, even though they sucked. And then I was like, you know what? Could one week more of doing it? Could it really hurt? It could, but I'm going to do it anyway. And of course, took them as my EMO to win straight up. And sure enough, that is exactly what they did. Um, just such an unbelievable win. You know, you know, you knew they weren't going to lose forever. And, uh, you know, it, it, it pans out one time. But, you know, good, good wins for both of us. Good wins for both of us. Hey, whenever we're cashing tickets, it's worth strutting like a peacock as we head on here into week number four. Real quick, before we get to the slate here for you folks, want to run down the ATS records. We'll update you each and every week as the Archers are 3-0 straight up, also 3-0 against the number, a plus 25 scoring differential, just an absolute powerhouse who has some decent tests this weekend. They will face up against the Whip Snakes, and uh, it's also a, uh, a two-game weekend for them. They play Friday against the Chrome, which we'll be breaking down here in just a few moments. Second-ranked ATS team, if you go by straight up and record, the Atlas are 2-2. Two and two. How about Doug? 3-1 and one against the number. They didn't cover in week one, and they have covered three straight games, two of which being outright wins against the Woods and against the Cannons. Impressive stuff there out of Atlas. As we roll down the list here, we look at Cannons, who are one and three straight up, but they're three and one against the number. They were a favorite this past week for the first time, and they just couldn't quite cover. They're a favorite again this week. We'll give our thoughts on that coming up as well. Water Dogs, both two and two against the spread and straight up. The only lines that they've seen so far are either laying one and a half or getting one and a half chrome one and two straight up also one and two against the number that one ats win also their only win a two and a half outright win over the whips you have the whip snakes at three and one but the ats numbers tell a starkly different story whip snakes give them credit because they are big favorites every week one and three against the number that is as good as the woods who are one and three against the number in the chaos as well, who are one and three against the spread, but one and three overall as well. The woods two and two. So those are your rankings there from the ATS perspective. And without any further ado, it's showtime. Let's get into it. It's week four in long Island. It is January or it is July 4th weekend. I think I would know my months by now. Friday at 7 o'clock, you got the 3-0 and Archers minus 2.5-point favorites against the 1-2 and Chrome. We're looking at a 25.5-point total in this one. Doug, I talked a lot there, so I'll give you first crack. What are you looking at in this uh, Friday slate here? So 
I think I'll start off by saying that I think that this that Archer's two game week is going to test them for sure. And we'll, we'll really start to see what this team is made of. Um, you know, I, 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 for the first game though, I mean, this is arguably the best team in the league versus arguably the worst team in the league. Um, you know, not a whole lot of, I mean, you could make an argument for Chrome here and there, obviously, but I don't know. I, I don't really see it with them. Maybe eh, a little harsh. I, I guess I have a soft spot in my spot in my heart for chaos, but anyhow, <laughs> um, archers are, I mean, probably unarguably right now, the best team in the league. Uh, they're obvious. They're giving two and a half. Um, not really a surprise there. They're the biggest favorites of the week. Um, I'm not inclined to step in front of them at this point. Uh, I, I it's, it just, it just seems like a losing bet until they prove me wrong. I will say, depending on how things shake out for their Sunday matchup against whips, that might be a situation to, to step in front of them instead. But for the Friday night game, I'm not going to. Um, I'll, I'll stay. I'll, for my ATS pick here, I'll go minus two and a half on the Archers. Hey, Hutton, I think we need to get like a, like a DNA test, a 23 and me on Doug. We need to see if he's Canadian because all the love he gives to the chaos, like that, that has to be the only explanation is uh, he loves some Tim Hortons, some maple syrup, all that good stuff. That, that could be the only explanation at this point, Doug. I'm, I'm actually 10% Scorpion, so that's <laughs> the real explanation. He's also a Scorpio. So now now we know all, uh, all, all of that. Uh, Hutton, I'll, uh, I'll give the closing thoughts on this one. But for you, now that you're back with us, we're forcing you out from behind the board and back onto the ATS pick. And where are you going in this one, man? Yeah, I know I gave the Chrome a little bit of love uh, earlier in this, but uh, it's got to be Archers to me. Um, you know, I think Chrome are going to give him a good test. Um but, you know, I think the Archers are going to be able to cover that two and a half point spread. Um, again, I do think the Chrome have a chance to maybe turn it around this year, but I'm not going to pick them against the uh, Archers that just look like an absolute juggernaut. Yeah, they really do look like an absolute juggernaut. Now, in this one, I'm I'm passing a lot of the games against the spread this weekend just because I think the numbers are great. Give credit to the odds makers where credit is due. Uh, these are the exact same lines as I was kind of hoping for. Maybe a little value here, a little value there. We're still looking to see that minus three and a half. And I thought maybe this would be a spot that we saw it, but we'll have to be waiting for that. I, I lean Chrome in this, guys. And I know you both probably want to heave into the trash cans next to you. Uh, but the only reason is because of the plus two and a half price. This year, and this is more one of the, I guess, those things you can say to your buddies, your friends to sound cool, like you know what you're talking about, like I'm about to try and do here. But only twice this year has a two and a half point dog failed to cover. Uh, It was week one. And unfortunately, Doug, cover your ears because both of the games where they didn't cover, it was the chaos. It was the chaos, whip snakes in week one and week two. It was the chaos um, as well that were unable to cover that number. So, um, you know, that that's the only time that we haven't seen a two and a half point dog cover so it's almost like it's an auto play even against a team like the archers maybe you could talk me into there being like a look ahead spot for the archers so it's a pass for me but for for you know the uh the giggles uh i'll go chrome plus two and a half in this game and uh, we'll move on to saturday as high noon Saturday, we got the Redwoods minus one and a half, the two and two Redwoods versus the two and two Water Dogs. We have a low total here at 22 and a half. Honestly, this weekend, 
could be one of the most interesting games just because of the fact that both teams are two and two. Both teams are coming off a major disappointment in Baltimore. You look at the woods. They gave chaos their first win. Also spoiled Kyle Harrison's homecoming where everyone, that was the big story of the week. Um, Whereas you look at the water dogs, they flat out got embarrassed by the archers now i can't wait to watch this one because both teams should really be up for this game both of them are really looking to get some bad taste out of their mouth as far as show pick i guess i'll lean with the water dogs plus one and a half and that's only due to the woods inability to cover his favorites they're one and three against the spread this again is a pass for me as far as betting but i lean with the water dogs also, Doug, before I throw it to you, I, I kind of lean on the under in this one. We've used that verbiage before, you know, a total is high for a reason or low for a reason. I think this total at 22 and a half is low for a reason. The Woods seem like they're that one team who can kind of get people to play their same pace. They love slowing games down and that's come back to bite them. So maybe that's something that changes. Now, this is the exact total I kind of expected in this one. So no value for me to get to the counter to bet this, but I think under 22 and a half, if you're looking for a total play, could be one that's worth a look. Any thoughts on the total? Or, of course, you're against the spread pick on this one, Doug. Yeah, no, the the under is definitely intriguing. Um, you know, I think that – I think at some point Dylan Ward's going to gonna figure it out. He, you know, he hasn't – I don't think he's settled in as much as he could have. Um, you know, the Water Dogs are allowing the third most goals in the league basically right now. So, uh, but to be fair, one of those was an absolute, you know, slaughter against the archers. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a little bit of an outlet. a lot lately is what it seems like that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of been happening to a couple different teams. Yeah, exactly. So you can't really blame them for that one. So I definitely like the idea of taking the under there. Um, you know, Redwood's solid defensive team as well uh, in terms of, and then in terms of the spread, you know, we were talking about this pre-show. There's just no way you can trust Redwood's ever at this point. Um, it's honestly been a theme for them all three years of this league is that the talent level is undeniable. It's, they're always a great team and there's just, for some reason, they just can't get past that mental hurdle. They let teams stick around with them. They, who, who knows why or how it happens, but it always seems to happen. And, you know, I, I like I said, I think water dogs had to unfortunately run into the train that is at uh, archers last week. And, that that was definitely a or yeah last week and and that was definitely a tough one for them. Um, you got to see see them probably bouncing back a little bit better here. So I'd be looking at Water Dogs plus one and a half. I haven't played it yet, but I might. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to kind of see where the money goes. But I, but I'm definitely into Water Dogs plus one and a half. As uh, we record here on a Tuesday, uh, as it stands on uh, the day we're recording here, uh, you are getting plus money on that Water Dogs plus one and a half. So getting the points and getting the money. It's something that might get me to the counter as well. Hutton, where are you looking in this Water Dog Redwoods game? Both of these teams, two and two, both really needing a win just to kind of get the taste out of their mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Water Dogs plus one and a half as well. Um, you know, just because the Redwoods have failed to cover, I kind of like the Redwoods to win this game. I think, you know, I think it's more of a must win for the Redwoods than it is for the Water Dogs for whatever reason. I know they're both two and two, but the you know, Redwoods came in as one of the favorites to win the win it all. You know, Water Dogs also boasted a big offseason, but um, I don't think the expectations were just quite there like it was for the Redwoods. So I think the Redwoods might get up for this game, but the way they've been playing teams so close, um, I just don't think they're going to cover. 3 p.m. on Saturday, the one and three bowl 
as you have the one and three cannons taking on the one and three chaos cannons minus one and a half point favorites again after being underdogs three straight games they now are favorites in back-to-back games they failed to cover last week hutton i'm throwing it right back to you brother cannons chaos one and a half the number 25 and a half the total thoughts in this one my man yeah, I like the Cannons um, to, to cover and win um, outright. Um, I, you know, I think Cass, you know, got a big, much-needed win this past weekend. But I think if you look at both teams, Cannons have been the better team up to this point. They couldn't seem to buy a win, um, you know, recently. So I think they're going to uh, get their due this weekend, and I think they're going to cover. Doug, what say you in this one? The Cannons minus one and a half. Do they finally get that favorite cover spot and continue their strong run against the spread? What are you thinking? Well, Dan, Mr. Newbert, you know that I, uh, you know, I'm a big Newberted me. I know this is going to be serious now. Well, you know how much I love chaos. They made, they made me a lot of money last week. Um, They are, I think they've still got a little bit more to give. I think there's a lot of talent on that team, but I ain't playing them this week. We're looking at uh, cannons minus one and a half for this one. Um, I I think that cannons kind of got a bad hand last week. Uh, They, they weren't quite ready for this Atlas team. I don't think anyone was really ready for this Atlas team and the, you know, the storm that is Jeff Teat. Um, So, and, and even that said, they were one and a half point favorites just because nobody was ready for that. And they still lost by one. They've hung tough in every single game that they've played. Um, And I think this time they're, I I think they're, they're going to be totally outmatching chaos on this one that that chaos defense is going to have no answer for Lyle and company. Um, I really, really like chaos minus one and a half plus 120. How about that? classic bait and switch all the chaos faithful was perking up they were getting ready to start fist bumping being like yes the great doug greenberg is on our side and then not again couldn't do it he couldn't do it not this time and uh, i'm with you guys making a clean sweep as i'm looking towards the cannons minus one and a half in this one i think another super interesting game just like game one on saturday this is like two teams who are really kind of in that same spot however the cannons, I feel like, are in a much better spot. I think the against the the spread record kind of indicates that, even though we look at identical records, you know, straight up in this one. The cannons came into week three undefeated against the number, and now in their first favorite spot, they came up a little bit short. And the thing that stands out to me with them is they have yet to be uncompetitive in any game. They're continually in close games, which is, you know, makes it tough when you're getting that half point hook, even without Lyle Thompson scoring, getting held scoreless, uh, Cannon still put up 17 in a losing effort. So could the chaos be getting some momentum after their first win against the Redwoods? Sure, they could, but overall the Cannons have just been the more complete, the more consistent. I think you guys both touched on it thus far. So give me the Cannons to cover their first game as favorites, one that I actually am betting. I like this one, and it's not just a lean. Give me the Cannons minus one and a half in this one, which brings us, boys, to Sunday already for beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. It's July 4th, and we got the Creator's Game on July 4th. What a a beautiful way to celebrate America. We're looking at the potentially 
four and O archers going up against the three and one whip snakes. The thing that makes my eyes pop out of my head. And I have a feeling Dougie, we're going to be talking about this later. The total in this one, 28 and a half. Oofa, bagoofa. That's something we'll have to talk about a little bit later. Um, as far as a side for me in this game, I guess I lean archers one and a half, but the thing is without the news uh, of, of Matt Rambo or Zed Williams, I don't think you can effectively handicap or effectively bet this game. Um, Hutton, do we have anything on, on Rambo on, on, on Zeddy ball game on, uh, on their status coming for this weekend? Cause that would help us a lot. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't sound like Matt Rambo is going to play for a couple weeks um, with that hand injury. Um, that's what I'm hearing. Um, I don't have any update on Zed, but it doesn't sound like, you know, he might be ready to go either this weekend. So I would be a little bit hesitant um, if you believe that they are going to be driving that offense. But um, given the roster makeup of the Whip Snakes, I also wouldn't be too worried as well because they still have one of the best faceoff guys in the league, one of the best defenses and one of the best goalies. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, when you lose your back-to-back MVPs, um definitely not going to be and going up against a tough archers team not going to be a a great look but um yeah it doesn't sound like either of those guys are going to play um i don't know how that you know affects you guys' thoughts on this game but um definitely something for betters to watch out for and monitor when the injury report does come out we're recording this on a tuesday and that typically comes out on wednesday thursday so something to watch for now, I think what it does to me is it makes my lean turn into, oh, my God, if I lean any further, I'm going to fall out of my chair over here. If you're telling me you get the archers, you know, the plus 25 archers against a Matt Rambo list and against a Zed Williams list team. I mean, that's 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 very enticing to me. Talk talk me down a little bit, because like I'm I'm almost about to just stop the show and, and empty the account on this one. What are you thinking in uh, this as the archers minus one and a half point favorites taking on the whip snakes? And again, that total something we'll get to a little bit later. Doug, thoughts on this one, brother. It, this is one of those ones where it's one of those kind of axioms in betting where it just it's so such a good juicy like looking line like it's just like you just want to eat that archers one and a half line up so much but I, I don't think you want to overreact too hard to the Rambo news and the and the Zeddy news I, I think a lot of people will overreact to it um but you know keep in mind then I'm like Hutton alluded to with this like the, this is a really really solid team outside of those players they have you know an excellent midfield excellent defense excellent face-off um, you know, obviously missing guys of the caliber of Rambo and Zed, I think that's going to make a difference. I wouldn't be surprised to see the line maybe come down or go towards the archers a little bit as people are kind of like hammering that archers minus one and a half line. I, I just, I wouldn't want to keep, I wouldn't want to count whip stakes out here. Um, especially given that archers will be playing their second game of the weekend, which we've, as we've started to see, early on in the season that can have an effect on a lot of teams. And, and I think this is going to be a really big test for archers. Um, you know, if I had to play one side of the spread, I'm not playing it because it's just way too juiced up right now, but I'd be looking at whips plus one and a half. Um, you know, I it's, I'm not ready to turn my back on them just yet, even just because of a couple injuries, but um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with this line as more news comes out, but that's the way I'd be looking right now. 
All right. I, I won't, I won't pause the show so that I can go crazy to bet this. I will, uh, I will go with the archers. There's a show pick for me. Um, the thing is though, you, you know, it's a great bounce back spot for the whips. Don't get me wrong. And, and as you alluded to there, Doug, it's a potential flat spot for the archers. So tread lightly in this one. I, I think when something's too good to be true often, especially in sports betting, it's exactly that it's a holiday weekend for the archers. Well, for everybody, it's a holiday weekend, but you know, if you're, if you're best, two players aren't 100 i'm not sure if that bounce back narrative for the whips is enough to get me to back them so i'll, I'll still go with the archers but it's not one that uh, you should be getting nutsy on you should be going five percent of your bankroll on anything because the whips as alluded to by these two great gentlemen are a pretty damn good squad so before we move on to the final game of the weekend and guys i have like a whole projector set up i i'm gonna be watching games while i'm swimming in a pool i'm gonna have like a projector set up mm. I, I got a whole entire plan for the fourth of july it's gonna be amazing but before uh, i wax poetic about my weekend plans and hopefully get some folks some winners and we recap or or preview the final game of the weekend uh, anything else to tie a little bow on there hutton it looked like you had something to say man yeah, the one thing I will, you know, I, I kind of lean also uh, whips plus one and a half. Um, you know, this is going to be their first time as underdogs. And interesting note, obviously, they've won a lot of games in the, the PLL. They've only followed up a loss with another loss once in their history. Obviously, limited history we're going off of. But I think they're going to bounce back. Um, I think even with the absence of Matt Rambo or Zed Williams, they'll at least be more prepared if those two aren't going to go. Um, and well, I don't know if they will win this game outright. I do like them to cover their spread just because you still have Joe Nardella at the faceoff stripe, who I, I think could have a really big day this, uh, you know, this coming weekend. Um, and the archers are on short rest too. So that's going to be something that they haven't battled, uh, you know, ha- haven't had to d- deal with up until this point. How about that going historical? on it right there good stuff out of that's that's the next level things that we're going to get out of hutton that's that's why that's why that's why we need him here that's why we need him to be here well and to look amazing in that shirt i mean let's be real he's got and the tan and the tan I mean, it's amazing. Like, I I honestly, it's hard for me to even continue doing the show because I just want to have us just both stare at his square there at the bottom of our screen. But we must get the folks winners. We must get the folks winners, which is why we move to 315 final game of week four. Atlas favorites minus one and a half against the potentially one and three chrome as they're facing off uh, against the archers maybe they knock them off would be a terrific upset to start off the weekend total in this one 25 and a half so as like the the cheerleader to your anti-cheerleader of the atlas all bat lead off on this one doug as you know, you you know, especially, and the listeners know, everybody on, who follows me on Twitter at Newbie Talks knows I have been banging the table about the unfair market perception of the Atlas being exactly that unfair due to that six score outing in week one. And now you have Jeff T joining an already rookie of the year candidate in our darling in the fantasy lacrosse season, Jake Carraway. This is a motion predicated offense that can score so many different ways. They don't really need a quarterback to speak. I saw Joe Keegan talking about that. Thought it was some great points that he was making. People are coming around on the Atlas and the market. Market is seeming to do the exact same thing. They are now a favorite, their first favorite spot in the year against the team that just knocked off the undefeated whips. That makes me scratch my head a little bit, but getting the cannons in their first favorite spot was enough to get me off of them. However, I think the market respect in this case, Doug, 
is warranted for the Atlas's first favorite role. I'll rehash this a little bit later in our extra money opportunity segment, but I like and I plan to play Atlas minus one and a half. What are you thinking in this one, Doug? Love that, man. And yeah, and you know what? I was probably the president of the Atlas Haters fan club. Hands <laughs> hands up for anyone who's listening on the podcast. I literally have my hand up right now. I own up to that. Fine. Fair enough. Um, this is a new offense with with Jeff Teed in it. Like, as we saw, this kid's special. And everyone kind of, and myself included, everybody forgot that he was so special because he hadn't played, you know, the entire college season. He didn't play the beginning of the PLL season. And um, everybody forgot that this kid is really, really, really good. Um, and, and clearly we're seeing that now. And you're, as you said, uh, you know, him being with Caraway is just a beautiful, beautiful fit. Um, and yeah, they absolutely deserve to be favorites here. Uh, I, I don't think Chrome is going to have much in the tank, especially after that Friday night game, depending on how that goes. If they weren't playing two games in a, two games over the weekend, I actually would be probably looking to Chrome a little bit more here but I really like Atlas minus one and a half as well. I think if I'm going to actually play this game, which I very well might, um, I'm probably looking at Atlas on the money line instead because Atlas's money line is much more reasonable, minus 118, and then you don't have to sweat out that, um, you know, that two goal lead. So, I, But for the show, I will pick Atlas minus one and a half as well. I love it, and I will say, before we step aside here, get you the best bets, get you the EMOs, uh, just worth mentioning. I personally think the 007 nickname for Jeff Teat is awesome. I mean, he looks like an international spy. He's an absolute badass. So regardless what anybody else thinks, I think 007 is a pretty damn cool nickname. We will get to our best bets. We will get to our EMOs right after we hear from the great folks at Anchor. Welcome on back here to the Bet on Lacrosse show. Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks. We got Doug Greenberg at Doug Greenberg. And of course, Hutton Jackson at Hutton Jackson. They make it so easy. I'm the one who makes you get my stupid nickname in there. It is time, folks, for the moment that you have all been waiting for. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tina. We really appreciate that. It's best bet time here on the bet on lacrosse show. I have a feeling Doug and I a little simpatico on this play. So I'll bat lead off. My best bet this week is under 28 and a half in the archers whips game. I get it. The narrative in this one is that the offensive powerhouses are clashing, right? Well, obviously the archers, they speak for themselves. They put up 18, 12 and 17 in their three games, boasting an eye-popping 25-scoring differential, which is why I think we're seeing the highest point total this year. Whereas the Whips, they're coming off a game in which injuries to Williams and Rambo left them with a six-score outing. Looking like the Atlas in week one in their first loss in two years, dropping them to a minus-two scoring differential. If you're talking defense, the Whips are pretty damn good, allowing 12 scores per game, and they'll definitely be having an emphasis on defense without their playmakers looking to bounce back from a pretty ugly loss. And again, while the Archers' offense might be the story, defensively, Doug, how about 7.3 scores per game allowed? Best in the league. Furthermore, we're looking at the number 28 and a half. Only two games this season have exceeded that number. We had a 29 point outing in the whips, 15 to 14 overtime win against the cannons last week, the Atlas cannons, 35 score outing. Finally deep dive. There's some potential rain in the forecast for fourth of July weekend. 
in Long Island. All of that makes me say best bet for me, better than all the rest, under 25 and a half archers whips. What say you, Douglas? What else can I say? That was that was, that was extremely that was extremely spirited. Um, and you know what? No more suspense. I'm going the same thing. I'm taking under 28 and a half. Um, yeah, you know, the line, it's it's crazy. This line is completely insane. Like when we both saw this one, I was like, I understand that we're looking at the two of the best offenses in the league, but the Whips offense is going to be at least a little bit hamstrung, potentially very hamstrung. And, and you talk about the Archer's defense. The Arch, I mean, there's first of all, there's no questioning how good the Whips defense is. The Archer's defense was a little bit of a question mark, you know, last year. Um, Graham Hasek, though, has been as good as advertised. He has been unbelievable for the Archers. He has, tur- he has totally turned that defense around. Um, you know, this could very well end up being an extremely defensive matchup. I- I'm just dumbfounded how it's 28 and a half. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're seeing this completely wrong. But you know what? I love this bet so much. So under 28 and a half, I'm tailing you, my, my man. Make it a double best bet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Double best bet time here on the Bet on the Cross. You didn't expect that one, did you, Doug? No. Yeah. I had no idea that was coming. It's like from a a TV show in Africa. I I don't know. It's, It's extra money opportunity time. And since I just screamed in everybody's face for a good three minutes there, extra money, Mr. Extra Money, Doug, what play you got for the folks this week, my man? I get to, I get one EMO right and suddenly I'm extra money. It All was right. a sexy EMO though. It was a sexy one. All right. That's fair. Um, I'm looking at, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to take a page out of your book from a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to do a parlay EMO. We're going to parlay archers on friday night with cannons against chaos here's the deal archers are the biggest favorites of the week we actually we did see a bunch of favorites go down last week but i don't see especially in the first game of the week we were talking about how potentially in the second game whip snakes could take down archers they could catch them catch them kind of unawares but i think archers are just you know a cream cream of the crop like a level above chrome here so i think they'll get the win um, I don't know if they'll cover that two and a half line, but I see them winning this game for sure. Um, and then you got cannons and uh, we were talking about it as well. I think this is cannons opportunity to prove that they are as good as that ATS record. Um, they've every game they've played has been with, has been, you know, they've either won or have been within the goal. And I think chaos is going to have a little bit of a come down after last week. So I like cannons to win. If you parlay that archers minus three fifteen with cannons minus one sixty seven. It it mats out to plus one eleven plus one one one. So I will take that emo cannons and archers parlay. Man, I love it when we get dirty with the parlays. Big fan of that one. Mm. I'll be betting that one as well. My emo. I'm going Atlas minus one and a half. A juicy plus one thirty five versus the Chrome this Fourth of July weekend. I think the market, as I said earlier, is coming around to the fact that the six-goal outing for Atlas in week one 
is not the true identity of that team. They're now two and two straight up and they're sneakily three and one against the spread with two outright wins as underdogs. Now that we have 007 Jeff Teat on the field with old sport Jake Carraway, I think this first favorite spot for Atlas is warranted. Gimme the bowls minus one and a half plus 135 for my extra money opportunity which Doug does it for us this week. That's a wrap. Want to remind people we have our money line hotline up and running. You can call, you can ask us for some betting advice. You can give us your wager woes, or you can just say, hi, thanks for all that money. You guys made me last week. Just visit the link in the description. We're also on Apple podcast. So if you enjoyed this episode, please folks take a little time out of your day, drop that five-star review, give us your thoughts on the show. And of course, let us know if any of your bets hit at bet on the cross, but reviews ratings, they help us move up those charts so we can continue to bring you this great show that you love on a weekly basis. Give us those five stars, folks. We are not too proud to beg as always smash that subscribe button, share this pod with your betting friends, your lacrosse friends, join us every week as we bet on lacrosse and make some money for Hutton Jackson for Doug Greenberg. I'm Dan Newbert. We'll talk to you next week with hopefully some cash in our pockets. Have a good one and have a great 4th of July, folks.